Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's Word to be empowered and challenged today. It's His story. It's a resurrection story. Jesus is resurrected from the dead, we can say God is good, and all the time, if it's your first time here in New City, we really are glad that you are here with us. Today is a day that we party, I mean, we celebrate because Jesus has conquered death for us. Jesus has risen from the dead, he kicked open that tomb, and because of that, we believe in the resurrection. Now, We're starting a new series, and we've actually started a new series about the Apostles' Creed. And you'll remember that we said that earlier today, but there's one particular part of the Apostles' Creed that we want to emphasize today, and it's this part right here. I believe. I believe. I believe in Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ, God's only Son. God's only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered suffered under, under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, on the third day, on the third day, he rose again. 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 Amen. We believe that. At the same time on Easter Sunday, we want to recognize that the the resurrection is unbelievable. In fact, we've been reading a book as a a church. We've passed this out, a book by Rebecca McLaughlin that says, the title's called, Is Easter Unbelievable? Um, We believe in Easter, and yet we believe the resurrection, in some sense, is unbelievable. If you haven't picked up a copy of that, please do on your way out. Many people don't believe in the resurrection because they just say, come on. Stuff like that doesn't happen. People don't come back from the dead. There isn't enough proof that Jesus rose from the dead. Other people say, listen, the resurrection, it was just a metaphor. It didn't actually happen in time and space. Jesus didn't literally come back from the dead. It's a metaphor of just new life as a Christian community. Other people say Jesus was a spiritual figure. Other people say Jesus was just one religious figure among many And so who gives you the right Christians to say that the resurrection is the most important event in history? So many people ask the question, is the resurrection believable? But I want to turn that question a little bit and ask you a question. Is the resurrection worthy of your belief? I know that you're asking, is the resurrection believable? But I want to ask you the question, is the resurrection worthy of your belief? Now, now I remember when I was dating my wife before we were married, and I decided, or I kind of found out that I was madly in love with this woman. And, you know, when you find out that you're in love with somebody, it is both amazing and it is awful. Because you get these pits in your stomach You get nervous, you cannot sleep, and for me, there was this burden that I had to tell this woman that I loved her. But along with that came this deep anxiety, because I didn't know what she was going to say back. 
You know, when you tell someone you love them, and if you've told someone you love them for the first time, you know what goes through your head. You know that you're afraid that that person could say, well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for telling me that. Which can mean a whole lot of things, but I was afraid if I said, I love you, and she said, thank you, that was her way of saying, I'm just not ready for that yet. Not only that, but if I had said, I love you, and she had said, I'm so glad that you asked or you said that to me because I wouldn't been wanting to talk about our friendship. And if she had said that, you know, that would have been just awful because she would have then friend-zoned me. But what you want them to say is, I love you too. And when I told my wife, I love you, she said, I love you too. And, and you know, I mean, this is when we were dating, this is like 18 years ago, but I still remember it because you know how those cartoons, like when they fall in love and they kind of fly through the air, like that's how I, I felt. Because, because when she said it back to me, it was unbelievable. I can't believe it. Like this has kept me up for nights and all of a sudden here it is, I love you. And she says, I love you too. And it was just unbelievable. And yet at the same time, when she said, I love you too, it was worthy of my belief. Because she said it, because she meant it, and because she had proved it to me. Maybe that's helpful for us as we think about the resurrection today. Because the resurrection of Jesus from the dead is unbelievable. And yet at the same time, it's worthy of your belief. And I think there's three reasons as we kind of skim over the gospels, there's three reasons we can pull out that the resurrection of Jesus from the dead is worthy of your belief. And here's the first one. The first one is that it is unbelievably believable. That doesn't seem to go together, but that's exactly what the original authors were trying to communicate about Jesus's resurrection from the dead. It is both unbelievable and believable at the same time. Many people have a natural worldview as they look around and they see uh, the way the world works, they, they only see scientific processes. They think that only a natural uh, process of things can explain everything. There's no supernatural realm. Even love, when you try and explain love, it can, it can be uh, you know, seen through the grid of survival of the fittest or just neurons, like neurons are just firing. It's not, love's not a real thing. There's just something happening in your head. Some people hold that natural worldview, but other people hold a supernatural worldview where they believe in an immaterial world. They believe that there are spirits and beings that you can't see. But here's the thing that people who hold the natural worldview and the supernatural worldview have in common. A lot of them believe that the resurrection of Jesus is still unbelievable. It's still unbelievable. They're skeptical. Now, here's what's interesting about the original story of Jesus. The original authors say that that skepticism, that unbelievability of the resurrection is actually part of the story. If you struggle to believe the resurrection, it doesn't mean you're anti-resurrection. It means you're just in part of the process of seeing the unbelievable believability of the resurrection. First of all, the first eyewitnesses to the resurrection were women. Luke tells us in Luke 24, verse nine through 11, returning from the tomb, they reported all these things to the 11 and to all the rest. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women were with them, were telling the apostles these things. 
listen to this. But these words seemed like nonsense to them, and they did not believe the women. Uh, Two reasons they didn't believe the women. One, because it seemed like nonsense, and then two, because they were women. In this society that they were in, the society was very patriarchal, and a woman could not testify in court. So if a woman said something was true, it was not automatically believed. Now, that doesn't really make sense if you're trying to convince people about a story of someone coming back from the dead. Why would you use a character to legitimize the resurrection that people wouldn't believe? You know when you're trying to sell a product, you don't get the average Joe to be your spokesperson. You don't get a non-influencer to endorse your product. You get someone who's a celebrity. You get someone who's credible. You get an influencer to say, this is something you need. And yet in this story, it's unbelievable because at that time, the people who gave the first testimony couldn't even testify in a court of law. It doesn't make sense unless that's the way that it actually happened. The unbelievable believability of the women's testimony, but also Thomas's skepticism. In John chapter 20, verse 19 through 25, when it was evening on that first day of the week, the disciples were gathered together with the doors locked because they feared the Jews. Jesus came, stood among them, and said to them, peace be with you. Having said this, he showed them his hands and his side, so the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. But Thomas, called twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were telling him, we've seen the Lord. But he said to them, if I don't see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will never believe. See, Thomas is a skeptic. Uh, But here's the thing. Um, Everyone in the story is like Thomas until they actually see the resurrected Jesus or an angel saying that Jesus is resurrected. Everyone's really a skeptic. And Thomas represents something about us where we kind of go, listen, maybe everyone else has gotten caught up in the emotion of the moment. I I need some proof. If everyone else is mistaken that they saw Jesus risen from the dead, I'm too smart for that. So I actually need something rational. I need something I can touch. I need something I can see. I know better. But what I love about this is it's just so human. Thomas enters the story and says, this is unbelievable. It doesn't make any sense. It's unbelievable until Jesus shows up and Thomas believes. See, there's a risk in believing in the resurrection. Jonathan Dodson says that anything worth believing has to be worth doubting. The resurrection is unbelievably believable. And the original authors don't hide that in any way. We, in fact, if we're honest, we have to admit that we believe many things that we cannot see or touch or witness. Many people believe in the Big Bang, which I would say is kind of a miracle, but they believe in the Big Bang even though they weren't there. Uh, Many people trust a horoscope to tell them how to live their lives, even though there's no proof that the horoscope 
actually is scientific or actually works. Many people believe that there's spiritual beings behind a veil that, that they can communicate with, but they've never actually interacted in a way where they could see those spiritual beings or believe that they're good. Many people trust a social media algorithm to tell them what's true about the world, not realizing that the social media algorithm is trained to help you believe what you already believe rather than to change your mind about things. See, over and over in our life, we already believe things that we cannot see and we cannot touch and we cannot know in the same way. But while all those things don't talk about the unbelievability, the story of Jesus' resurrection puts the unbelievability right front and center and says, this is unbelievable, and yet it's believable because it happened. Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 talks about the people that saw Jesus, that experienced the unbelievability of it. He says, for I passed on to you as most important what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, that's Peter, and then to the twelve. Then he appeared to over 500 brothers and sisters at one time. Most of them are still alive, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. It's unbelievable, and yet so many people, hundreds of people, were witnesses to the resurrected Jesus. In multiple places, in multiple settings, hundreds of people saw him, and touched him, and talked with him. It's unbelievable, and yet they came to believe it, even though many of them lost everything. Even though many people who believed in Jesus at that time were punished or killed or lost everything that they owned, they chose to believe it because they had seen him. And even though it is unbelievable, we're called to see the believability of something that doesn't make any sense. The gospel is worthy. The resurrection is worthy of our belief because it is unbelievably believable, but also because the resurrection is relational. You know, I don't blame Thomas for wanting a Jesus that he can touch, like saying, I'm not gonna get fooled by this. I'm not gonna get caught up in this. I want a Jesus that I can see. I want a Jesus that I can touch. I want a Jesus that I can talk to. And what's so interesting is that that's what Thomas gets. In John chapter 20, it says a week later, his disciples were indoors again and Thomas was with them. Even though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then Jesus said to Thomas, now Jesus wasn't in the room when Thomas expressed his doubt. Jesus said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Reach out your hand, and put it into my side. Don't be faithless, but believe. Thomas responded to him, my Lord and my God. Isn't it interesting that Jesus comes to Thomas and is just what Thomas needs? Jesus is is the resurrection, but he is not just a fact, he is a person. A person that a skeptic can touch and believe. See, life beyond the grave isn't just an experience you can have. Rather, it is a person you know. 
Life beyond the grave isn't just an experience you can have, it is a, a person you can know. Jesus comes and presents himself as the resurrection, not just a fact that something happened, but rather a person that you can know and relate to. He is the resurrection and the life. What do you believe about life after death? A lot of people believe a lot of different things, and, and sometimes people are ambivalent in their belief about life after death. Like, I don't really care. We'll find out when we get there. And a lot of people are super confident in their belief. Like, they might think that because they believe it, that's actually what's going to happen. But I, I don't know if you've ever been in a car with, with a bunch of people and you're lost and you don't know where to go. We don't do that very much anymore because we all have iPhones. But what used to happen is everyone had opinion on how to get there or where the road was going. Uh, now people have a lot of opinions about what happens after death, but we've never taken the fact to consider that none of our opinions matter. Like if you and I get on I-95 and I say I-95 goes to Oklahoma City and you say I-95 goes to LA, we might both be wrong. Our opinion does not matter. So what you think about the afterlife, uh, what is your source or your authority for that? A lot of people look to different spiritual figures. Some people look for, to Buddha and say, you know, the point of life is to rise above suffering. Some people look to Gandhi and say that the point of life is nonviolence even in the midst of oppression. But here's someone who has gone to the other side and then come back to tell us, I am the resurrection. I've gone through the pain and suffering of life, and I've defeated sin and death and the devil. I, I've been oppressed, I've been put on a cross, and, and I come back to tell you, believe, not just in a resurrection, but in me, the resurrection. Jesus invites a skeptic to touch him, but at the same time, he reaches out to us and touches us. In verse 29, Jesus says to Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. In, in Jesus, Jesus is a person that a skeptic can touch, but also a person who reaches out and touches us. It, it's almost as if when he says that 2,000 years ago on that, on that first Easter week, He's thinking of us 2,000 years later on this Easter morning and reaching out to us through the text saying, you can touch me, I will touch you. I am the resurrection, I am the life. Believe the good life is actually in resting that Jesus came back from the dead because the resurrection is relational. It's worthy of your belief. The resurrection isn't just a thing. It's a person who invites you to rest in him. But lastly, the, the resurrection is worthy of our belief because it's rejoicable. And, and what I mean by that is even if you're not a Christian and you're like, I don't believe in the resurrection, you should want the resurrection to be true. R Russell Moore says it this way, let us eat, drink, and be merry, for yesterday we were dead. Before Jesus rose from the dead, our destiny was the grave. But when Christ came out of the tomb, it changed everything. First of all, he was vindicated 
in his death. When he came out of the tomb, it meant that everything that he had accomplished in his life, in his death, was valid and true. Our sins are forgiven. Our debt is wiped clean. We are reconciled to God by the shed blood of Jesus when we trust in him. But also, when he comes out of that tomb, we are given new life now. And that is reason to rejoice. We are given new life now as the Holy Spirit comes in us and makes our hearts alive to God. We become completely different people, growing more and more like Jesus every day because new life is in us, but also new life in the life to come. One day you will die and they will lower your body in a tomb. But if you know Jesus Christ, one day you will rise up out of that tomb and you will dance on the grave along with every other person who has put their trust on Jesus Christ. And we will have a grand party and yell, let us eat, drink, and be merry for yesterday we were dead. Friends, when Christ returns, he will banish death forever. He will banish all sin and all evil and you and I will spend eternity in the presence of God where he will wipe away every tear from our eyes and we will live in the midst of a new city when heaven and earth rejoin and there will be no need for light in that city for its light will be come from the glory of God and the Lamb. And that is why we party today. Let us eat, drink, and be merry, for yesterday we were dead. Friends, it's a great question. Is the resurrection believable? But I want to challenge you today. Even Jesus would challenge you and say, the resurrection is worthy of your belief. It's worthy of your faith. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Let me pray for you. Thank you for listening to New City Sermon Podcasts. For more information, check us out at www.newcityhh.com. We'll see you next week.